And this is Chuck Wolfie. You're listening to WPKN 89.5 FM, listener-supported radio in downtown Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's really nice to be back with you. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I really appreciate all those of you who are regular listeners and uh, those of you who are just tuning in. The show is called The Emotion Roadmap. Take the wheel and control how you feel. And I'm Chuck Wolf. The show is about helping people deal with emotionally challenging situations. And so if you've got something on your mind that you're interested in chatting about um, and you've been a regular listener and you know the drill, it's basically to... Uh, call in to 203-336-9756, and that's the phone number to talk to me directly. Uh, the idea of calling in, if you're new and um, you've never heard the show before, is that if you have something going on in your life that, where you're stuck and you're uncertain about how to proceed, it's often, I find, something to do with emotions, either in you, some emotions you're struggling with internally, or some relationship issues that are tied to emotions. You're worried about making something worse or escalating a situation or doing something that may not be <laughs> something that somebody else could be, could forgive. So in any case, whatever's going on when you're stuck, it seems like emotions play a key role in that. And so by focusing on the emotions that are in play, by asking a set of questions, I help people come up with new options, new and better, and sometimes options that feel magical. They make such a difference. And that's what the show's about. So, again, if somebody's been waiting to call me and um, you're just well, waiting for me to get back, because I'm on the air twice a month, the first and second Wednesdays of each month. And let me wish everybody out there, whether you're new or a new listener or a regular listener, a happy new year to you. I hope that uh, 2022 is going to be a year that is something that is so much better than the past couple of years. Doing this show, I hope I hope people see this as a kindness, that it's something that I do to try to help people out in life. And the beauty of the show, if you call in, is that if I, if I can help you, if there's some way I can help you, then I'm helping everybody because I'm teaching them this roadmap. And the roadmap works like this. Basically, you call in, you tell me a little bit about what's going on, something at work where you're having a conflict, a, a tough time with a boss or, or someone that works for you or a peer, or some, something's happening at work, or you're thinking about changing jobs, or you're wondering about how to ask for a raise or a promotion, or at least just a change in what you're doing. Uh, and you're struggling with that for all kinds of legitimate emotional reasons. But how do you proceed? How do you go forward? And if you're not certain, what I do is I ask you to think about, well, how are you feeling? about whatever the situation is. And is there anyone else that's key to it? And how is he or she or they feeling? Because you want to know what anyone that's involved is feeling that's going to have some real strong influence over it and how you're feeling. And then you want to ask, are the feelings helpful? Because feelings are always informational. They're always, they're, they're, they're data. They inform us. They're an evolutionary system, actually. This idea of emotions are, it's not like emotions are random. Emotions are a reaction to the environment that we're in, or at least the way the perceived, uh, our perception of the situation that we're, that we're facing. Our emotions inform us about that, about how we're reacting to that. That's why if, you know, if you're, you know, all of a sudden a dog starts barking and it breaks loose from somebody else that's supposedly taking care of that dog and, you're in the dog's path. You want to get in behind a closed door somewhere if you think the dog might be dangerous. That's an emotional uh, a fear that's a reaction to a real dangerous situation. 
So emotions, again, they're, they're data and they're information and they're evolutionary and they're important. But once in a while, let's take, for example, you're feeling, you're grieving because uh, something very unfortunate happened. Someone passed away that you love or you lost the key, um, you know, um, memento or, you know, I mean, some people just had these terrible fires happen in Colorado, lost everything, you know. I mean, I mean there's, there's times when you're grieving that it's really appropriate to grieve. Grieving is a response to loss. But what if you also have a presentation to make the same day or some kind of sales meeting where you're trying to sell something that's <laughs> going to make a big difference on whether or not you have a, a good um, amount of revenue this month or not? And you have, to, you have to show up differently. So you have to somehow know how to, you know, compartmentalize that emotion and sort of push it aside and bring some other emotion in that's going to be helpful for you at least for a period of time and then go back to grieving. So it's not about not feeling things. It's about understanding how to deal with what you are feeling. And when what you're feeling isn't helpful for what you currently have to do, can you change that feeling to something else? Now, you can't. You are going to grieve once you've lost something important. Um, but maybe not today or maybe not in the next six hours or something. Um, also, sometimes you're angry. And it's a legitimate reason. You're reacting to something that shouldn't have happened that did happen, and you're angry, and it's legitimate. But going into the next group meeting that you have at work or at home or in your neighborhood or with your community or with your church, synagogue, mosque, whatever, you're, you're being angry is really going to complicate things and be in your way. So how do you change what you're feeling when you're going into those meetings? How do you do that? That's the idea of an emotion roadmap. So if you've got something that's happening either in your neighborhood, in your workplace, somehow in your community, um, in organizations you belong to, whether religious or clubs of any kind, um, or any group that you're a part of, or just something internally that you're struggling with, if you want to give me a call, I walk you through these questions of how are you feeling, and anyone else that's key, how is he or she or they feeling? What would be ideal to feel? I help you explore that. And how do you get from what you are feeling to what you feel like you want and need to feel. How do you do that? And then as we explore options, we consider any of the strategies we talk about, about moving from one feeling to another, in terms of two questions that are part of this roadmap I created, which is any of the scenarios or strategies that you're creating, are they something that you're willing to do? Sometimes we think that we, we got a strategy that might work, but we're not really willing there's a lot of reasons for that, but sometimes that's the case. We're not really willing. But if we are willing, that's the answer to question one that says yes. So that says we possibly have a good plan. The second part is, is it something we really think we can do? And why, why wouldn't it be something we can do? Well, it may involve certain skills that we don't have. It may involve some time or taking time and we don't have the time right now. It may cost us something. It may be, you know, cost in terms of... Uh, um, money, it may cost some money to do some one of the strategies or, or, that we're considering, and we don't have enough money to set aside for that to happen. Whatever it might be, it might be that we can't do it for some reason. But if we can, if we have the time, the energy, and the ability, and we're willing and able to do it, then we have a plan that has a chance of working. And that's what people get from the show. They learn how to use this roadmap. How are you feeling? What would be ideal to feel? How do you get from what you're feeling to what's ideal? And of the strategies we think about, which ones are you willing to do and which ones are you capable of doing? That's it.
So when I walk you through that, though, and in terms of people's, you know, real life concerns, uh, it really informs everybody. It helps everybody to know how this works. So if you uh, would like to call, again, the number is 203-336-9756. Hi, this is Chuck. You're on the air. Uh, Who am I talking to, please? Yeah, hi, Chuck. Uh, Norm Jensen. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Norm? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, you're talking about uh, emotions. What, what, you know, I'm trying to deal with this emotional stuff with, okay, this COVID. Yeah. And uh, family members who don't want to get the shot because they think their immune system is strong enough to, you know, ward it off. And I try to convince them that, not convince them, but to have them understand that it's not that your immune system is strong enough. Suppose you do get this, the coat, the shot, the shots that they're offering for nothing is like a safety gate. All right. So to help you not contract the COVID or whatever else is going on out there, Omicron Right. The other ones. Right. So I'm dealing with this with my daughter. She's an intelligent lady. She's uh, 53 years old, and uh, even her husband doesn't even get it. And uh, that worries me. That's that's a worry and a concern, and, and it's a mixed emotion going on in my body. And I, every time I talk to my daughter, I feel like I want to talk to her about this, but I can't because I love her. I love her enough to, to want her to get the shot, but I love her enough not to make waves and, and, and argue about this. You know, no, uh, you know it's, yeah. It's a thing to deal with. Yeah. I, deal with. You know, Norman. You know, a, yeah, no, I, I, Norman, everybody that's out there that's listening to the show today is saying amen to that <laughs> because uh, all of us, I mean, yeah, there's, I, I don't know anyone that I'm close to who doesn't have family members who are like your daughter and son-in-law who just don't necessarily get it. Well, I don't want to say get it because I, I, I really hate to judge people because of what they do or don't do. I mean, I know there's some reasons why people might not want to put anything new into their bodies that's foreign. And I also know that, you know, we, we, we did it without thinking. You're, and especially, you know, when your kids go to school, you get those measles, mumps, vaccine. That, you, know, that, that's just a, you don't even think about it. You just do it. Because we've been doing mm-hmm. it for years, and, and we eradicated a lot of problems for a lot of kids. And, and polio was another one that when I was a kid, I had a neighbor who had got polio. And, and you didn't think about it. You were just so grateful that somebody came up with something that could stop these diseases. Uh, and exactly. Yet, you know, yeah, that's what I try to tell my daughter. You know, I grew up, nobody was going questioning these, these vaccines. Nobody thought about, oh, it's going to uh, affect my immune system. They got it because it was there and it helped and it and it, it stopped every this uh, these things you know from spreading. Uh, that's that's the important thing. That's the spread spreading this. Yeah, I think you know. I, I think if if you know, I, I always part part of what I've done as a therapist over the years is you hear things from people and and your initial reaction is, oh my god, how could you do that? But if you want to help them, 
you got to, I mean, at least in, as a therapist, you have to get past, oh my God, why would you do that? You want to understand, okay, why would you do that? What, what was going on in your mind? What was it you were saying to yourself? How were you feeling that caused you to do something like that? And then over the years, I learned about this emotional intelligence and this idea that um, sometimes you can get people to think about, well, you know, about the feelings that are driving these thoughts and behaviors. And if you, and if you kind of think about what, what's happened over time with, you know, the, this vaccine, unfortunately, the vaccination, COVID, the whole thing got caught up in politics. And I think that's influenced a lot of people, don't you? That's, yes, that's, that's the one big uh, thing. Uh, you know, my daughter doesn't come right, right out and say and use the word politics. She uh, says, oh, everybody's making money on this, on these vaccines. And, this, you know, people who are invested in these companies are making tons of money. And that's all it is, a money-making thing. And I said, I have to say to her, you know, wait a minute. What are you talking about? So everybody's going to make money on something, you know. That's what this country and this world is about, money. And it's a, it's a sad thing that it has uh, come down to money all the time. But regardless, this is not, this is your health. You know, don't you buy insurance, you know, for yourself? You, you cost, cost money to buy insurance. Right. The, shot, the right. shot is an insurance policy for you. Just get the shot. It's for free, I tell them. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody's paying for it, but but you're not when you go to get the shot, so that's true. I think the I think is I think you want to separate the, the couple things for you here. One is the whole argument about should you or shouldn't you get a, a vaccination. That's one argument. The other is the one that you you were sort of alluding to as well, which is how do I talk? Because this could be about something else too. I mean, it isn't just. COVID and vaccinations that cause people not, you know, to have trouble inside families because politics has become extremely divisive as well, right? And so if you're having to think one way and you think that the Democrats are absolutely the only choice in town, or you think that the, you know, you have the opinion that Democrats are insane and that the Republicans are the only choice in town, uh, you know, either way, you think one of the other groups are insane. And so you're, you're, and yet you're talking to your family members that you want to love and you care about. And so you try to understand how do I, how do I deal with this stuff? And honestly, you know, this, this is a, this isn't something that I think that you can just make a decision one day because something will happen that will just say to you, hey, what I believe is so important that you believe it too because of something that just happened today. So even though I've come to calm down about having these conversations with people that don't agree with me, I feel like every once in a while it just bubbles up again, especially when I get kind of tired and, I, and I'm frustrated and then I'm really upset by something that happens. I just want to share it with people that I love and care about who don't necessarily see things the same way I do sometimes. So it, uh-huh. it, be, it becomes really hard to get that, to get that right. So that's, that's separate from whether you get the vaccination or not. I mean, they, one, they're related, but do you see them as separate? Well, you know, uh, well, in a way I do, but, you know, it's like um, there's a pattern in, in, this, in, in the, with my daughter and the husband and his family. And uh, the thing is that they were going to go visit his, his father out in Wisconsin. And at the last minute, he told them not to come out because they're not vaccinated. So that made it put a stop on him and my daughter to visit his father. 
Yeah. Now that you know, I I could do the same thing. I could say to my daughter, "Well, her name is Laura. Well, don't I don't want to see you because you're not vaccinated. You can't you can't come over here. I'm I'm uh, I'm concerned. I am concerned about you giving me the, uh, the germ, even though I'm triple vaccinated already. Right. Uh, I could maybe carry that germ to, to someone else, you know? So, you know, what do I do? I don't want to do that. I don't want to say don't come over. So she does come over. Yeah. And I hug, yeah. And I hug her. I, you know, yeah, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a joy to see. I don't want to, you know, uh, uh, put my my child into, a, you know, a box or a bubble or whatever. So now, yeah. so now you're talking about the risk and the benefit and in yeah. yeah. this kind of relationship, right? This is logical thinking in my part. It's yeah. logical thinking. It's nothing to to be uh, put your oh, I got a uh, my immune system is, is better is good. Uh, you know, it's going to con- contaminate my system. The shots, all these reasons that they have, I can't deal with those. They are absolutely, in my mind, bogus. <laughs> well, that's huh? it, it, now that's that's where it gets challenging, Norman, because right. um, in their minds, sure obviously, in, in their minds, they they think that you you've succumbed to what they think is bogus information, because <laughs> you know. I mean, well, just think about. It. I mean, if you want to make the argument on the other side, you say, "Hey, in the beginning, they told us you get the vaccine, you don't get COVID. That was a lie." They just they didn't know, right? They didn't know, but they, that's what they thought. They thought initially that if you didn't get COVID, you, you know, now now everybody is well. You're going to be it's gonna, there's less hospitalizations and there's less deaths if you have the vaccine, but you still might get it because people are fully vaccinated. We know, you know, there's a bunch of breakthrough cases they call them where people is so so they think you've succumbed to you know the same kind of bogus information you think they and I can again I try to see all sides to things when I'm dealing with issues and so here here's the way I try to understand it and the and how this emotional stuff helps I think I mean the concept of an emotion romance so so if I want to see your daughter if you want to see your daughter and and you don't want to keep her like the like your her um, boyfriend or husband's father, you know, says don't come because you're not vaccinated. If you don't want that to happen, then one thing that is possible is that maybe you don't you don't see her a lot, but you, but every time you are going to see her, you ask her to get one of those tests that are, I mean, oh. I, I know they're really hard, but you ask her just, you know, just for peace of mind. I would appreciate it. And, you know, you know, and again, so you're talking about emotionally, I don't know that she could be really negative about that. I mean, she could be, and she could dig in on that even. But I think a lot of people that are saying, I really want to see you, but I'm scared. And so if, would, you be, would you be okay with just getting one of those rapid tests? And if it's negative, then come and spend as much time as you want with me, because I'd love to see you, you know? Well, yeah, well, she has been doing that. She has the... Uh, you know the intelligence enough to do this, to do that, get a, a you know the test, and uh, yeah, before they were going to go out there, they they were tested and you know negative tests. They had gotten results, uh, so uh, but she never mentions, and and I never thought of asking her to uh, to do that. So uh, that uh, to me is uh, probably a good idea. Good. Uh, 
but, 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 but you, you, the way that the way I think about this, Norman, that makes it less easier for her to digest to hear it, is that mm-hmm. you're not challenging her thought process anymore. You're not saying in your own mind. I mean, you might still say it in your own mind, but you're not saying to her that this is really incredibly stupid. Could you just get the shot so we can hang out together? You know, and you're not saying that. You're just saying, "Hey, I'm scared." This is scary to me. Yeah. A lot of people my age have died from this, and I'm in a I'm in that compromised community. And I and and the other thing that scares me is not seeing you because you're so much a part of my world. I want to see you, but be, you know, before you come, you know, could you take one of those tests just so that you know I, I can see you and not be frightened at the same time yeah. we're together, something like that. Well, yeah, that, that's that's very good. Asking her. I don't tell her things. I ask things of her. But you're making it you know, by you're making it a legitimate, reasonable argument yeah. about you being scared, yeah. and yet you love her so much, you still want to see her despite this craziness that's out there right now. And would she mm-hmm. would she be okay with this? And I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, it sounds like your daughter's pretty smart, and she's just you know, you know. <laughs> oh, she is. She yeah. Is. I mean, I, yeah. I know a lot of smart people that aren't taking the shot either, and it yeah, it makes me kind of <laughs> nuts because there's people I love, but I also think, oh, look, people got to make their own yeah. choices. But I'm not seeing them, and if they're gonna, if I, yeah. if I, if they want to see me, and these aren't my my own immediate family, but some of my nieces and nephews, you know, and so I, it's like. You know, we just haven't seen him in a year and a half or two years even now, you know, going on. So um, and I'd love to see him. But, uh, you know, if they all want to get tested and say, would you come and visit with us? We're all we all just got tested. Uh, You know, we'd probably do it. But again, this is with your daughter. So this is really important. And if you present it in the way I'm suggesting it, because you're thinking about how she you want her to feel. And and yeah. and you want to let her know how you're feeling, and I think the two key things are you want you're saying you're scared because you're in this community that is compromised, <laughs> etc., and and that you love her really much, and you don't want to close the door to seeing her. But you know, it, life would be just so much easier if you know she'd be comfortable taking those tests before she comes over. That's all. No, that's that's a good suggestion. Yeah, the ironic thing is that she's a certified massage therapist, and she sees clients. So she's she's got to be. Uh, uh, she does wear a mask. She, she told me when she sees her clients. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I, I imagine I never asked her if she got you know the the COVID test before she goes to see her clients. I don't know about that, but that's another thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, so many people are exposed to. I mean, my daughter. We see my daughter, and she's a fully vaccinated, but she's in schools every day. She's a special needs teacher, and she works in a public school. And so she's, and uh, you know, there's all kinds of kids getting, and kids and teachers and other adults in the in the building getting COVID. So yeah. you know, all these, all of us that go out anywhere are exposing ourselves to numbers of people that we have no idea what their history, what their situations are, and so your uh, daughter inadvertently could be carrying something, and not purposely, of course, but. You know, just because she's out in the public. So and we all are to some extent, just some more than others. And so, again, I think the I think the remedy for this one, at least, is just the kind of positioning of feelings, I think, that make Mm -hmm. the difference when you're talking to her about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the next time she comes here, I'm going to I'm going to have to ask her, you know, get uh, the test done. So I feel safe. And, you know, I. It's just that uh, every time I see these ads on the television, well, they seem like ads, but the p- doctors talking about the COVID and getting the shots and and uh, listening to the late show uh, t- 
talks uh, where they have these doctors come on and they're, they're talking intelligently about all the the, the, the progress of the shots uh, and how the effectiveness is. And uh, uh, it's, it's saying, I'm saying to myself, then, then that thought comes into my mind again. Well, well here's, a, here, here's, here, here's a way to control that, Norman. I, and I'm serious yeah. about this. I don't want to be trite, but watch less of mute. watch less of that stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, unless, I mean, if there's a real breakthrough, you know, you might just watch the first five minutes of the, And if there's a real breakthrough or something, sure, you want to be in touch with that. But other than that, those shows go on and on one opinionated person after another. And depending on which show you watch, by the way, you're going to get different information. You know, yeah, but I'm not watching CNN and all that. I'm talking about late night shows where they have a guest come on and the guests are these doctors who have been in the field for you know years, like Fauci and uh, other doctors, you know, uh, and they talk about intelligently talk about how the uh, the effectiveness of the shots and and how you know uh, and what's going on with the shots and and uh, who should get them and whatnot? You know. I hear. Well, I mean, I mean, let, let me let me put it to you this way. If you want to continue to watch those guests on those late night shows, I understand you're not watching CNN where it's, you know, you could feel, you know, just like Fox. Or, you know, or, or just, Fox. Yeah. Or Fox. Right. I don't, right. That. I don't watch that stuff. It's That's too much. Right. And so if you occasionally see somebody who's on the air and talking about this stuff and you want to just listen because you find it interesting and maybe there's something you learn, that's fine. Uh-huh. But you also yeah. but also recognize, Norman, every one of these people you're listening to, Unless they're talking about something breakthrough that's brand new, they're just kind of <clears throat> feeding the flames that you're feeling yeah, emotionally. Yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to tell you how it works. And yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. And so maybe you turn to a different late night show and you don't watch something else just to be entertained and not not to be, you know, I mean, I, it's kind of how to go to bed after that, you know, because I mean, because immediately your mind races. To, why doesn't my daughter know this? Right. Well, I don't let it consume me. I mean, I it doesn't. I don't lose sleep over this. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you know. Uh, so I'm okay with that. I I listen. I take take it for what, what it's worth. Okay. You know, and and I don't say, oh, I got to call my daughter and uh, try to convince her to get the shot after I hear these things. I don't. I don't do that. Uh, so. Uh, well, like I said, you have a choice. If you find it entertaining yeah. and it's interesting to you, and it doesn't it doesn't stir the pot and make things worse for you, fine. Yeah. But but if you feel like it, it 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 you know sometimes you just you know throwing grease on a fire, right, or oil on a fire, and it just it just makes it yeah. burn burn brighter. And if that mm. is if if you feel that's under control and not a problem for you, then keep listening. I'm suggesting, uh, and it's not just for you, but for lots of other people that are listening, if you feel like yeah. you're boiling up a little bit when you hear that because you have people you love that aren't taking the shot, turn it off. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Well, the, the main thing is that what you said to me about you're getting tested before she comes to visit. Yeah, because uh, you're I'll, scared I'll, uh, and because, you, you know, you let her know because, you know, let her know your feelings, that, that you're feeling vulnerable. And that's that's the yeah. love part on her part that she'll recognize and she won't be upset by by that call, yeah. I don't think. The one thing, though, I have never asked her what she thinks, you know, about her coming to see me and without having vaccinated what is her thoughts about all, all of this, you know, and how she feels about how I feel, what she thinks about, you know, my feelings. 
Well, okay. if, you, if you go down that path, you're likely to create some defensiveness, don't you think? I probably, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's why I'm being so careful. That's why I'm and, suggesting uh, if you just tell, if you, you don't, you don't put it on her. You say, this is about me and how I'm feeling. And then she can tell yeah. you, how, she can tell you what she thinks or she can just, just, she yeah. just do it. And yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, sometimes when you, when you know you, when you got a conflict with somebody, there are certain things that are worth pursuing and taking a deep dive into. And, and then when you don't seem to get anywhere as a result of that, you got some choices to make. You either keep going there, which makes life really uncomfortable because there's always that threat of that blowing up when you're together. Or you decide, yeah. you know what, this is just something we're going to uh, disagree on. And there's really, yeah. I don't see any way that we can change this. Um, so I'm going yeah. to just let go of it as best I can so that uh, I can just, you know, because this is a person I love and I just want to be with her. Well, that's it. Uh, occasionally I, I get that feeling. I just let it go. But then it's like a seesaw, you know. Uh, then I, uh, then I get these uh, feelings of, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't want to get a phone call and uh, hear that she's in the hospital. You know, that's that's things that go on in my mind. I don't want to see her in the hospital. Sure, nobody that's, does. Nobody does. And that's that, that's that's why it can make you crazy when you keep stirring the pot around this stuff. But I think if you've yeah. had your conversation, she's made her mind up. People are pretty dug in, as far as I can tell, on this stuff. I don't know that there's much that's going to change people's minds. Uh, you know, I mean, I've had people that have somebody really close to them get it and really be sick with it and still don't, they don't get the shot. And I, you know, to me, it doesn't make sense, but the world, mm -hmm. that's why I'm on the air. A lot of the world doesn't make sense, but you try to understand emotionally what's going on. <laughs> well, I thank you for, you know, your, uh, your thoughts and, uh, you know, uh, and uh, the one thing about that, uh, her having a test done, before we get together, it seems like a very good idea. I don't know why I didn't think of that before, but anyway. Well, it's, it's how you position it, Norman. Thanks a lot for the call. I'm going to take somebody else now. Thank okay, you. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Chuck Wolf. You're on the air. Who am I talking to, please? Hey, Chuck. How you doing? My name is Bob. Hi, Bob. Thanks and, for calling. Yeah, appreciate it. I just wanted to add a little bit to the last caller. Um, sure. you know, obviously, I think we're all going through this dance of, Oh, who can we trust? Can we trust? What can we do? We're, what what event can we attend? Right. I had to basically cancel my New Year's plans because the people that were having the party were all unvaccinated and didn't seem to really care. Yeah. Uh, whereas, so I had a smaller event and there were two people that weren't vaccinated that did attend, but they brought the self-test, which I still was a little bit queasy about. But regardless, uh, we had no real issues that I'm aware of. But um, I think a big difference, and I'm sure you'll agree, from today to the 50s when we all, get, you know, were good citizens and got our vaccines and didn't question authority and did what we needed to do. You know, it's just basically you look at it. There were what three television channels or something like that that's at the time. Right. Yeah, that's you know, true. we didn't we didn't have all these mixed media and all these talking heads and opinion shows right. that confuse you because they've got news monikers on them, and you're going, "What is this? It's the news? No, it's uh, Joe Blow's uh, opinion show." <laughs> but <laughs> what bothers me, I guess, is you know, I, and I've contacted all of my state, you know, my my reps in Congress, you know, senators, congressmen in my state and the state and other states about this media. And I really believe that that's the big problem in our country. And everybody says fake news, fake news. But and there is truth to that, because you've got people like me and you or whoever that work nine to five 
We come home, we put on our favorite show, and we listen to it religiously and believe what they're telling us. And it could be Tucker Carlson or it could be Rachel Maddow or whoever. Right. And they're telling us these things, but they've got MSNBC News or Fox News moniker over their show. And you're sitting there going, gee, this is news. But yeah. a lot of people do that. I know. And I said, you know, and I said to my senators and congressmen, I was waiting for one of them to reply, anyone to reply, even I, the White House I contacted. And I said, you know, freedom of speech is one thing. Everyone should have their opinion and be able to express their opinion, but you shouldn't do it under the guise of news. And that's the danger in this country is when you have these talking heads that have these news monikers flashing and it, and it fools people into believing that it's the truth. And I feel that people should be able to say what they want, but news needs to rise to a higher standard. And when it comes to news and you put that news moniker on your program, then you darn right better have vetted the information, made sure it's factual, and are presenting it in that way. Uh, that's how, that should be a law, I think, quite frankly. And I think that would straighten up a lot of the problem. In other words, fine them if you, know, if you start reporting lies as news, you get a fine. Three fines, lose your broadcast license. That really should be, and I think, it, and I've spoken to people on both sides, you know, Republicans, Democrats, liberal, conservative, and we all want the best for the country, but we're all being fooled, and there's, everybody's got an agenda somehow, you know, oh, okay, I'm not going to get, don't get COVID vaccines, why? Because my dad has a stock in the company that makes the, the masks, or whatever it is, there's, there's definite money reasons why people are keeping this COVID thing going, it's because there are a lot of people making big money off of it. And, you know, that's my thought. And I really believe that I like what they're doing over in France with Macron and what he's saying. He's saying, hey, I'm going to make it as uncomfortable as possible for you people that don't get vaccinated. Sure, you can have your rights and freedoms, but you know what? You're not going to go to the theater. You're not going to the restaurant. You're not going to go to, you know, whatever if you don't get vaccinated. You know, make it a little harder on people. Yeah, that's anyway. another that's another uh, approach that's uh, pretty strong um, and, and powerful, and and what and what it accomplishes. And depending on where you, what side of the argument you're on, um, you might you might find that offensive, right? For the people that oh, are yeah. libertarian and feel like, really, you know, you're gonna you're gonna decide that we can't really live here in this country anymore unless we do what you tell us we have to do to our well, body. I mean, that's the other back. side, right? back government benefits, all right? Hey, we're not going to pay for your medical bills. You're not going to get these benefits. You're not going to get this and that if you're not vaccinated. Some way you got to make it difficult on people um, because there's too much, um, too much opinion out there. But yeah. I've got one as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, though. I mean, again, it was a, it was a different world when you felt like people went on the news. They, 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 you know, I've heard this a number of times. You know, years ago, I grew up with Walter Cronkite. You tell, you know, and and yeah, and I guess he, I guess he was very liberal, but you never knew it. You know, when he was on the news, he just he just reported what what, what he thought was the right what was the truth as he understood it. And you got what you thought were facts, and you didn't feel like it was biased. Yeah, and you had investigative journalists that were out. Every newspaper had them, and every, you know, there were people on the ground with feet on the ground checking facts and doing all this. And now it's like there's one corporate media that whitewashes everything. 
and you know what's sad is I did contact, like I said, all my senators, congressmen. I went to other states. I contacted the White House, and all I got back, if they responded at all, was like a Dear John letter, and it was a general reply, thank you for writing us, but they didn't acknowledge that they even heard what you were saying, you know, and that's dangerous and sad, too, I think. I think so, too. You know, one of the other things that you could do that you might feel a little better about, because I've done this as well, is sometimes where I like, the, the, there are a few representatives that I found that do actually answer you with an intelligent comment about what you wrote about, uh, but most of them don't. Most of them is just like, yeah, here's what here's what I accomplished this year, you know? <laughs> and it yeah, has nothing and to do with like your letter. Think, okay. Yeah. One of their aides is vetting the, the the letters or emails coming in, and they're making the decision to send out a canned response. And I don't know that the actual representative gets to hear what the issue, what your concern is, you know? Well, I think if, anyway. you, if you call their offices, that's what I was going to suggest, and you talk to somebody, it still might just get shut, shuttled off to the side. But at least you're talking to somebody. And if enough people call in, by the way, I think your idea— I'm not sure how you manage it, though. I mean, it's because there's so much, you know, political bias out there. How do you actually decide who's telling the truth out there? Would you just ban certain stations? If you're a conservative, would you only look to ban the liberal, very, you know, well, liberal? Think, or the, yeah. if you're a liberal, would you only want to ban the conservative stations? You know, you know what I mean? So, and plus, I think you're, there's so much money being made on all this because the sensationalism is what grabs, you know, what causes you to click and learn more, right? Some, some headline grabs you and and the more clicks, the more advertisement money you make. I do think it's important, I think, as you, as you look at this, if there was some way that people, you know, consciously put lies out there and, and got caught at it, that that would complicate their, their license to broadcast. That actually sounds like, it, 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 I don't know how you make it work, but in, in principle, at least, that sounds pretty legitimate to me, you know, so... Yeah, it would have to be, I think, a law. It would have to be definitely a law, and they'd have to probably, it'd have to be under, like, the FCC or something, you know, where they have a, a branch that actually monitors, and you could report stuff, too, where they would go out and do You mean a branch, of, a branch of government that you trust these days? Uh, well, you know, you got to... <laughs> Sounds listen, like an oxymoron. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you. I work for the government, uh -huh. and, and, and we... You know, it's the, the average government worker is doing their job, and they're doing, their, I think, a damn good job. It's, it's, you know, it's when you get way up into the high levels of these agencies where these are political appointees and things like that, that's where you start getting into a lot of that muck, I think. Well, but I, again, in principle, I, I really like the idea because you really want people not to just be putting out propaganda and biased information that they know isn't true. I mean, because the whole concept of journalism, I mean, you lose the whole the belief you want to believe in journal, journalistic expression and and freedom of the press. And but but for people to report what they believe is legitimate news based on real sources and, and you know, all these anonymous source stories bother me a lot, too, you know, or, yeah. And especially when you find out that they aren't true and then there's no there's no consequence or accountability for it. So something sure. along the lines of what you're talking about. I mean, hopefully we learn something going forward about how not to make ourselves nuts because we're doing a pretty good job doing that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if even if they just started by saying, hey, you can have your opinion show, but don't exactly. be flashing news monikers over over it to make and have us have a disclaimer at the beginning. This is just an opinion, not a not actual news, blah, blah, blah. And then. Maybe that would help alleviate some of the confusion. Well, I'm going to have to go, but thanks a lot for the call. I appreciate it. And keep trying on that. I, I like the idea. So thanks a lot for the call. Right, and happy, happy New Thank Year you. to you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. 
Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Chuck Wolf. You've been listening to the Emotion Roadmap. Take the wheel and control how you feel. And I'll be back next week. Look forward to talking to you then. Bye-bye now.